We're back with another episode of Mommy Wines with your favorite wine mom, Emma Dawn. Tune in while she shares her motherhood experiences, introduces you to motivational and empowering special guests, and sips away your sins in the Mommy Wines Confessional. Mom life can sometimes get lonely and overwhelming, so she created this relatable, inclusive, and supportive space for us to be ourselves. Let loose, enjoy a glass of wine, and laugh. Get ready for today's episode. Here's Emma. Have you been looking for the right opportunity to finally leave behind your daunting 9 to 5 and live that laptop lifestyle you've been dreaming of? No, no, no. This isn't another get-rich-quick scheme or some MLM. What I'm talking about here is bookkeeping. And yes, you heard me right. Bookkeeping. Bookkeeping is how I am able to live my life without choosing between a career and my son and how I am living and working around a schedule that's best for our lives, not someone else or office hours. Bookkeeping is one of the oldest administrative positions around, making this not only a common and respected career choice, but with today's technology and cloud-based programs, a position that's in demand and able to be done from anywhere. Bookkeeping is perfect for parents who want or need to work from home, military spouses, who have no idea where they're gonna be next. College students, if you're studying finance, why not get real on-the-job experience now? Retirees and frequent travelers, maybe you don't wanna carry around a lot of inventory or you don't wanna do any heavy lifting. This is perfect, you can work wherever you're connected. Basically, anyone who wishes to leave behind the chains of a cubicle, go ahead and check out edjconsultinggroup.com. My home bookkeeping masterclass is available under the resources page, but if you would like to join my team of remote bookkeepers, check out the My Team page at edjconsultinggroup.com. Gotta love it. Oh my gosh, I know. This year, I feel like, has so many things have gone remote, obviously, and like the, the amount of technical difficulties I feel like everyone in the entire world is experiencing right now is just like beyond imaginable. Oh, I totally agree. So many people are doing lives and the people can't connect in and you're like, oh my goodness. It's like we're all on our phones and using the internet bandwidth and, you know, I feel like it's just part of 2021 now for us. <laughs> I know. I remember like back in the day watching Instagram lives, like back in the day as in like 2019 and like mm-hmm. the video would be clear and you could hear everyone. But now like I watch Instagram lives of like even these crazy, you know, popular celebrities and they're all grainy and like the audio is going in and out. And that's like, I was like, how is this not advancing? But then I thought about it. I'm like, oh yeah, everyone and their grandmother is online right now. Oh, exactly. It's hysterical though. Cause you're just like, wow, you would think though that during COVID that we would have figured it out, but no. Oh my gosh. I hope because you also live in a rural mountainy area, um, mm-hmm. like myself. And I am hoping that internet gets better because I am more and more and more wanting to get away from people. <laughs> And, like, live even further out than I already do. And I'm like, man, that I really need them to pick up just fixing the quality of internet around the world. Like, Oh, it's re- so true. Real soon. <laughs> well, I feel like they will just because I know so many people, because everybody's working remote, is now heading out to more remote areas. So I feel like they're going to have to start figuring it out. That's true. I had a realtor. Um Courtney on my podcast a few episodes back and she's she's out in Myrtle Beach but she said like the entire state even like small tiny like boondocky farm towns in South Carolina and like even all through the south people are moving out of New York and like the city and stuff and just getting out and now and that's kind of like what's happening with me over here is I was like, okay, I'm going to move to the middle of nowhere, northern Nevada, and just live a mountainy little life. 
But now so many other people are having that same like vision of like getting out of the city because they don't have to work there anymore. And now I'm like, okay, like where else can I go? Maybe Alaska. Maybe we'll be neighbors. (laughs) Go to Alaska. I'm like, yeah, that's like the middle of, yeah, that's as far as it goes. (laughs) I'm like, where else can I go? That's even more remote than this. Why did you leave too farther north in Nevada? I don't even know where that is really. I'm like, so, well, I'm from Cleveland um, originally in Ohio but my son's dad um, works for a mining company out here, and they're located in northern. Um, so it's like up by Elko, kind of parallel with like Salt Lake and Reno and San Fran and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we still get like snow, and but like it's like the high desert. Nice. Okay. I know I can't live without snow. I wish it would snow all year round, like 10 feet of snow every day. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> like, I'm like, Christmas is done. Um, I'm done. No more snow. Let's move on. I love snow. Hey, wine moms. I am proud to say and celebrate that One Hope Wines has reached over $6 million in donations. One Hope's award winning wines are made by some of the most acclaimed winemakers in the industry. Blending traditional winemaking methods with modern techniques, each exquisite bottle becomes a catalyst for change. One Hope's commitment to high-quality wine is just as important as their commitment to the causes they support. Through the sale of every bottle, One Hope has donated over $6 million to impactful causes around the world. They have built a school in Guatemala, funded over 19000 thousand days of clinical trials for breast cancer research, planted an entire forest in Indonesia, provided over 3 million meals for children in need, and found over 80,000 pets forever homes. If you're going to sip, then sip with purpose. OneHopeWines.com backslash my shop backslash mommy wines. And if you have a cause that you would like to support, send me a message on Instagram. I would love to host a wine fundraiser with you. Check out the link in the show notes below. So I am so excited that we finally worked this out and you're able to come on. I know between my schedule and your jet setting wine loving life, it was almost impossible, but we made it work. Yes. Just got to seize the moment, right? We're like, here, this is what we both have today. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love when, like, my guests are super flexible because I've had, like, like, I wish podcasting was my first time job, like, my full-time job, but it's not. I I still run my, like, my business financial services practice. So I have, like, a lot of stuff going on, and it's just me and my son. So it's, like, I'm a single like working mom and sometimes people get a little sassy when we're like oh can we reschedule or I'm running a little bit late but you were so great and forgiving about it so thank you so much of course I feel like that's what we all need to be for people like be flexible oh just go in with the flow exactly so you were just recently in California. Are you able to spill the beans on what's happening over there? So um, I did a harvest with Lepe Sellers. So in Monterey area, which was so much fun. And while doing that, I had the opportunity to actually make my own wine. So I never in a million years thought I would do wine making. I always told people that that is a whole nother level of things. I know how to drink wine. I know how to market wine, but I do not know how to make it. I'm going to let that be the winemaker's job. And when Miguel <laughs> approached me with this opportunity, he was like, well, you've been doing the harvest, Hannah. What if we did a collaboration? I was like, my first reaction was like, no, like, no, 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 no. And then also I didn't want to just be the classic person in California who has a private wine label. And I was like, I don't want to be that girl. That's so basic. And he just looked at me and he was like, no, Hannah, I mean, you're going to actually make the wine. Like, this isn't your private little label. He's like, you're going to do all the grunt work. And I was like, oh. And I was like, 
I don't even know what I'm doing. He's like, no, we've got this. I'm going to mentor you. So that was probably the coolest thing ever to come out of working a harvest. I am making my own wine. That's so exciting. So, yeah, I was, I was talking to somebody in, of course, 2019, I feel like 2020 is just like the last year, um, about releasing a wine, like kind of through my podcast, but like not obviously titled mommy wines. Um, oh, that'd be adorable. It's, it's always something I wanted to really get into. And I was talking to a couple people and it kind of just like fell through the cracks. But that was one of the things that I wanted to do. Like, I also didn't want to just slap my, like slap a logo on something and, and call it mine. Like I wanted to get like down nitty gritty and like do the things, mm-hmm. whatever it needs to be done. Like, tell me what to do and I'll help you do it. So that's so exciting. Um, yeah, it's a Pinot Noir grape. And so it's from Santa Lucia Highlands, so SLH. And so definitely one of the harder grapes to make into wine. I'm learning that. I'm like, wow, we're just going to go with one of the harder ones and let's do this. So it's been fun. <laughs> we um, split the grapes in half. So he is actually doing his own kind of version of the grape. So I got to learn how even four barrels of wine can taste all completely different from the exact same grape because of how we're making it. So that was probably the coolest thing to actually have the experience to learn as well. Super fun. Do you have a name for it? Um, so that was the big discussion was like, what should the name be? And I decided, and after talking to lots of people, we're just going to keep it simple. Hannah decanted. Cause that's what everybody knows me Ooh. as. So I know, because originally I was like, I want some epic name. I was like, no, Hannah, it means it's just to be you. This is what people know it as. Don't make it too complicated. So <laughs> simple as that. cute. And you said it's a Pinot Noir? Yes. I'm excited because I want to try it because Pinot Noir is one of the only reds that I'm a big fan of. Really? Okay. I'm a cab girl. So I am red through and through. Oh, <laughs> see, I'm white all the way. Okay. <laughs> But Pinot Noirs, I like. And I've been experimenting more and more with them. Um, so, yeah, I'm super excited to try it. Awesome. Yeah, they're very versatile. And that's been really fun, too, is just to be able to create such a versatile grape. So what kind of got you into this? I noticed, obviously, I found you on Instagram. Um, and it is just wine all day over there. <laughs> uh, but what got you into drinking wine in the first place? So, um, wine's always been part of my, my life. You know what I mean? It was always <laughs> been my drink of choice. Um, my family, I've got family in the Russian River Valley. So going to like wine country, I mean, Sonoma was a fairly normal thing for me to go do and escape the cold in Alaska. So I was around wine often up and I kind of loved the fact that wine was something I could get as a souvenir when traveling. Some people get Starbucks cups when they travel, and I loved the idea that I could find a wine everywhere I went to remember that place by. So that was kind of the beginning of my wine journey was travel. Oh, that's fun. So yeah, I went to Tennessee, had to go to a winery in Tennessee. So it's always been kind of my thing of just traveling through wine. And so that's where it kind of started as just something fun. And then I decided why not learn more about it, not just consume it. So last February, I did my W set and then the lockdown happened. So it was like perfect time <laughs> to really just drink a bunch of wine. Yeah, exactly. I was like, got educated. And then I was like, oh, well, here we are. And so that's when I started my Instagram account actually was right when the lockdown happened because, well, I had nothing else to do. I was a hairdresser <laughs> and they shut that down. It was like, okay, might as well make a fun wine account and see what happens. And I had a lot of people receptive to it. And then they started asking about, so why don't you start hosting us classes and teach us about wine, Hannah? And I love being on a stage. So jump right on top of that idea. So (laughs) I noticed that you have the virtual happy hours. Mm -hmm. I've been doing that now almost a whole year, which is so crazy. I never took a break. Because no one wanted a break. I literally would be like, okay, guys, we're going to take a couple weeks off. They're like, no. We are a community, Hannah. And I'm like, oh, guys. <laughs> so are the, those are weekly, right? Yep, every On single Zoom? week. Haven't missed one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There are times, like, uh, I don't know. I, I have, like, a little bit of a media bank. So hopefully I don't miss any episodes. But I kind of get drained 
even just doing a mommy wines episode every week. Oh yeah. No, it's very draining. People don't like, and at first it was something so entertaining for me to do, but it is, it gets exhausting. It's putting on a show every single week and with everything changing in the world, it can just be a lot to handle being like, okay, time to log in and do this. So it can be draining, but it's awesome because it's a community now at this point, there's always 20 regulars is what I call them because, well, we've been together for a year now and then new people join, of course, but it's been fun. It's like we're all friends after all this time. So it's a wine bar feeling. Fun. I'm going to have to join on that bandwagon. Oh, it's tons of fun. I can promise you that much. It's not just like learning about wine. I make a drinking game into it. It's very more entertaining than anything. It gets- oh, that's <laughs> that's fun. So, yeah. Okay. I have to tell you a secret. Coffee is literally one of my food groups. Having my son home with me all year, expanding my practice, EDJ Consulting Group, relaunching my super fun and spooky podcast, Tales After Dark, and running our eco-friendly pet shop, The Fetching Barker, it's honestly what keeps me moving and retaining the little bit of sanity I have left. Coffee Over Cardio is my go-to lifesaver. It's owned and operated by female entrepreneur, Abby Scott, and it's all carb-free, sugar-free, keto-friendly, and gluten-free. Like, seriously? It's totally guilt-free. With super fun flavors like birthday cake, cinnamon bun, French toast, vanilla hazelnut, my favorite, and so many more, you can't go wrong. Coffee Over Cardio even has all your coffee accessories like tumblers, frothers, creamers, and my must-have hydrate that you can add to coffee or water, upping the flavor and the hydration with electrolytes. Abby is seriously a genius. Get 10% off when you use code 10 Amazon and free shipping on orders over 85. Once again, that's code 10 Amazon. The link is in the show notes below. So I'm going to pick your brain a little bit about some wines. Okay. Because I have been, I kind of got like sucked down this rabbit hole yesterday. Um, and I was talking to a friend of mine and she was like, you know what? She's like, maybe you're just getting old. And I'm like, thanks. Thanks. I'm 31. So I'm not like no. halfway to my grave yet. But I was like, that's not old. Okay. So what's your question? (laughs) So, well, I was down this rabbit hole because she was like, I just like started, I saw this commercial on YouTube and it was like for this, um, really like eco-friendly, organic, non-toxic wine company. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then I drank a wine that I found at just like my local market. And cause I was watching, uh bridgerton on netflix okay love it and i and i saw this wine and it had it's called layered cake or layer cake yeah Uh, and it had a picture of a cake on it and i'm like oh that's hilarious i'm watching this like english like time piece on netflix and there's this wine that just popped out the label jumped out at me and it had cake on it so i'm like perfect i'm gonna drink this wine and watch this show anyway I woke up yesterday with the worst hangover of like the past probably two years. And it's so weird because like my joints, like my my hip on one side and like my elbow. And I'm like, okay, so I was in this rabbit hole on the internet looking at what causes different reactions when drinking wine. Cause I don't drink anything. I used to drink Jameson and ice, um, but I don't drink any hard liquor anymore. I tried seltzers. They're not doing it for me. That's like a hangover in a can. I don't know if it's the bubbles or what. Um, so I pretty strictly just drink wine and I don't ever really get like, hangovers or I don't ever really get like anything crazy but I drink this one bottle and I'm like waking up in the next day I feel like I don't know like just trash 
and I'm sore. And I'm like, what is this? So I was in the Google atmosphere researching all these different things. And apparently some wines are made with like pretty toxic stuff. Did you hear any of this? I know that I'm like, oh my, do I need to go fully organic now? Like, do I need to be a crunchy wine drinker? Oh my gosh, I love it. So there are certain (laughs) things that they can do, like with the grapes when they're growing is when any of that kind of stuff would happen. It's like the pesticides and herbicides to kill off bugs and stuff like that off the plants. But usually what causes hangovers like that is that it's tons and tons of sugar in the wine. Oh. So that's Yeah, we don't. We don't have a lot of sugar. Like me and my son, we try to eat relatively healthy. And because of some anxiety that I have, I was speaking to my doctor and he said cutting out gluten and refined sugars might help with like the ups and downs of anxiety. Um, And it's something that we worked with before and it worked great. I was like no longer medicated, just fully controlling my lifestyle through diet. Um, And we've been on this gluten-free, like no refined sugar kick for like a couple months now, like full force. So I wonder if, because that wine had a lot of sugar, if it was just like a a shock to my system. It totally can be, especially since you drink white wines, they always have more residual sugar in them. And so when making the (laughs) wine, they talk about with like cheaper wines that they can actually end up putting more with a kind of like grape juice in it. So not the best version of it, just kind of help fill it up the bottle rest of the mm. way. So it's got more sugar and water and alcohol. So probably not the cleanest. I wouldn't say it probably <laughs> has to deal with like what they're spraying on the plants. Probably not. I bet it's residual sugar. Cause that's something I know is if I drink like, Menage trois, I will definitely have a hangover where I can drink a bottle or two of wine and be fine the next day. But give me one bottle of a couple glasses. We also know bottles, Hannah, serving size. Um, <laughs> of, of like a cheaper wine, I definitely will feel it. And that's just because of the sugar content. And so I'm always trying to look at that more of aspect of how was the grape growing practices? Are they just filling it up with tons of sugar or is it actual? better wine. So that could be it too. So as a wine professional, and I'm totally going to call you a wine professional, I know, I'm like, even no though pressure. you said your past life was a, was a hairdresser. Um, how do, how would you recommend people look like look into wines if they were trying to maybe make more educated choices? Um, because I've noticed or I've noticed this for years, even when I was a bar manager way back in the day, that alcohol is one of those things that they never have to put anything really on the label. Like there's no, like you can look at a can of soda and it has all the nutrition facts and like the amount of sugar and sodium and all of the ingredients. But for alcohol, they don't have to do that. Oh, yeah. So how would you recommend somebody doing some research? I personally like to buy smaller production wineries, wines from wineries, just because I know for a fact that it's not mass produced. So that the great practices are probably a lot better. I've heard not great things about like superly produced wines. Exactly. So that's something I would always say is I pretty much only drink um, from DTC people, so direct to consumer. So I'm buying directly from the winery, which I like because then I can ask them directly, hey, how is this? So that also helps. And in the grocery store, because we all need some Trader Joe's wine, I always honestly try to not go for the cheapest one on the label, on the shelf. That's hard not to because, well, we're all need ballers on a budget. But that was my number one thing <laughs> right. is like try to go for that middle. It's like with alcohol and liquor, right? You don't need to go for the most expensive one, but probably going for a little bit nicer vodka will make the difference. The same thing with wine, just so it has better, like, health to it. So you're not as sick, for example, for you. Good tips. 
And I'm like, man, do I blame the layer cake? Because I had a meeting with a client um, the other day on Friday. And we met at this, like, just local, like, restaurant pub kind of place. Mm-hmm. And um, I always get a white Zin there. And then I and then I leave. Like anytime I I go out there to eat, because there's not a whole lot of options in my town. <laughs> like when I'm telling you I live in the middle of nowhere, I'm like definitely not kidding. Um, so there's like two restaurants, and I'm like, man, I know from being a former bar manager that the wines that are behind a bar especially in a town a western town like mine where it's like beer and whiskey uh is probably from a box so I'm like man do I blame my layer cake because <laughs> it really wasn't that bad of a wine it was like a little bit bitter but it was a chardonnay so I'm like mm, that's okay um I'm like or is it probably just some you know bar wine from a box who knows but I felt like crap it could also be if you had didn't eat enough food that day or enough water. Like, I am the queen of never eating enough when I decide to start drinking. I just start consuming my calories through alcohol. Horrible habit. <laughs> and that can definitely be it, too. Or if I decide to be super health conscious and get, like, salads and be drinking, that's not always a good option either. So that could have been it as well, is that you just didn't have enough, like, carbs and fat in your body to help process the alcohol. Well, I wish I had your forgetful eating habit of <laughs> because you are beyond bikini ready and summertime is around the corner. Oh my gosh, I am so going to live in winter forever. <laughs> the Fetching Barker is owned and operated by Milo, my four-year-old son and inspiration behind all that I do, Zeppelin, our rescue ESA golden doodle, and myself your wacky and adventurous wine-sipping podcast host. Shop the most fetching and eco-friendly, natural, and handcrafted dog supplies. The Fetching Barker has everything your pup needs and so much more. From toys to travel essentials, a wide line of CBD and hemp products, snacks and treats, and so much more. Shop your favorite brands like Pet Head, Becco Pets, Papilla, Petalton Pet, or find new brands that I'm sure you're going to love. Visit thefetchingbarker.com and feel good that a portion of all profits go to support global conservation efforts. That's thefetchingbarker.com. In Alaska, I'm very curious about this because it's one of the places I've always wanted to go and I've had the opportunity to move there three times. Oh my gosh. Which is so weird because I'm like this random small town girl from Ohio. Um, And somehow I like get right up to making the decision and something happens and it doesn't. So I'm very curious about wine life and or like just because I'm looking at your Instagram and it looks like there's just mountains everywhere and snow and rivers and you're kissing some fish and riding in Jeeps. And I'm like, hey, that's not very different from the life I'm living here, except for I'm not kissing fish. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what is like kind of the wine scene in Alaska? Is it something that you can do just having a fun night in your town or do you really have to get out and travel and you know, head south like a bird. Definitely head country. Definitely head <laughs> south. We are definitely a brewery town. So if you love beers, Alaska is your place to be. Tons and tons of breweries. Um, I wish. Yeah, I was like, it's not a winery place. Grapes can't grow there. It's too cold. So we don't even have a wine bar in Alaska. Isn't that crazy? No wine bars. So then that's an untapped market. But the thing is, it's just like not even people have tried <laughs> to open it. And it just doesn't last because people love their beer there. Really? Yeah. So kind of crazy. We've got a champagne and oyster bar. That's like as wine as it gets. But otherwise, Alaska also has some really strict liquor laws. And so we're one of the stricter ones in the nation. We've got places that are still dry. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's not quite the easiest place to start a business in alcohol. So I would say when you're really wanting your wine fix, head south go to wine country (laughs) just 
Just be a bird. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm like, that's my excuse. He has the excuse to travel and go see the world. I'm sure it, I'm sure it's probably easier for you to get to wine country than it is for me. And I'm just East. Yeah. I'm always incentivized too. I don't, I like to travel. I'm definitely one of those people. I always have the travel bug. So in flying all the time, it's a normal thing. I grew up flying. So, and then having family that live in wine country even makes it a little bit more accessible. Oh, that's nice. Be like, hey, I'm going to crash in your guest room. Pretty much. And they're like, okay. <laughs> exactly. My son has been obsessed with trains for like a huge portion of his four-year-old little life. And sorry, my dog is just like breathing in my face. Um, and we were going to take the Amtrak because there's an Amtrak station in Elko, where I live. Um, and it kind of goes all the way into, like, Sonoma wine country. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, my God, we can sit there. We can ride this train. And I don't think it's, like, a super long ride. I think it's, like, 16 hours, um, 12 hours, something like that. Um but that's what we were going to do when I was going to go out there and meet up with the winery that was, I was talking to about making my wine. Um, we were going to like take the train, just go out there, like rent a car when we got there to like drive around, um, taste some wine and then come back for the weekend. But stupid COVID. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy because I've been hearing all of these things like COVID has pushed a lot of people to do more of the things that they love because they're not so, you know, Monday through Friday grinding at some, you know, random job they had. Uh, So it's sparked a lot of passions, but I feel like I've heard so much throughout the year that COVID happened right at the brink of something super exciting happening. And it's just like halted. And I feel like that was my situation with COVID. I think I definitely got it because there was, but it was in like January. So nobody really knew about COVID. So that's when I think I had it too. Yeah, I swear. I think I had it in January and, but it, I don't know. Whatever. No, I definitely am there with you. I've looked at one of my Instagram posts. I was at a wine tasting event, like classic, right? Didn't know it was COVID. We all walked around sick back in the days. We were always sick. I like literally, I was like, being sick for two weeks does not keep me down from going wine tasting. Can't smell or taste, but loving my life. And I'm like literally all dolled up holding all these Magnum bottles. And I remember being at the event and the song being like, let's do a blind tasting. I'm like, I can't taste or smell. Like it's not going to work. Two months later, COVID gets announced. I'm like, oh, I definitely had COVID. I was definitely out and about and just helping spread it, I assume, at this point. It's all your fault. The whole wine community. Exactly. (laughs) I'm like. Anyone who drinks wine and got COVID, blame Hannah. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like owning it. I'm like, I definitely like I had it. I just actually have it as an Instagram post on my page. That's hilarious. With this huge bag. I was like, you can't stop me from drinking wine. No sickness. <laughs> and I'm like, this is all before COVID happened because there's Hannah. Just can't smell or eat. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Only in 2019 do we all think it's acceptable to walk around sick. <laughs> See, me and, me and a friend of mine were having this conversation because, like you said, back in the day, like, sicknesses couldn't hold us down. Like... No. You went to work sick. Mm-hmm. You went you went everywhere. You like continued living your life as if you weren't sick because you couldn't be. Like no nobody had a choice. And you know, and especially like me, like from my time in like corporate finance, um, like if you called off, like nobody called off. Nobody called off of work. You either showed up or you were fired. Like, that's just the way it was. So we were talking and we're like, okay, so now that COVID happened, how long is it going to be for like businesses and managers and bosses and stuff to be like, oh, you're sick. Yeah, definitely stay home. Like, we're like, how long is that going to last before they go back to like 
you know, swinging the whip, <laughs> buckling down, or they'll just make you work from home. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely yes. interesting because I remember, like, even growing up as a kid, like, you like to be sick enough to be sent home. Oh, like from school? Yeah, I'm thinking about it now. Dude, Milo sneezed in the middle of the supermarket the other day and three women looked at us. Oh, awkward. I'm like, um, yeah, he's four. Uh, he's not like, you know. <laughs> You're like, nothing exciting's happening, but thank you for making me feel awkward. I know. It is so awkward. Ugh. I hate it. Real. You're like, sorry, just choking on a piece of food. That's a me. A flying that definitely happened. I, they gave me a peanut. The peanuts on the flight, right? No, the peanuts, the pretzels. And I started choking. And I was like, oh my gosh, Hannah, you're on a packed airplane choking. And I'm looking like, did everyone look at you? Yes. And I was like, I'm just going to die in my mask. Okay. They're like, oh, the COVID. Seriously. I was like, giving it to us, the COVID. I know. I was like, no, it's the pretzel. It's the pretzel. (laughs) Oh my God. That's funny. I haven't even, risked traveling uh I don't know I've just kind of stayed home what I was actually looking at because um thanks to COVID I took my business remote 100% this year or last year I guess um and I decided to homeschool my son so we've been looking at tiny houses and RVs to kind of like travel a ton and that is something that might be happening because I'm so tired of renting and obviously all of the rentals um because I just moved back to Nevada from Utah because Utah also has really 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 strict um like alcohol laws oh so it was hard for me to have my podcast living in Utah um because like wine companies would reach out to me and we they'd be like, Oh, I'd love to send you something. And I'm like, yeah, I have a PO box and, and Wendover that's like two and a half hour or an hour and a half drive. Um, and they're like, Oh yeah, we can't send alcohol to a PO box. And I'm like, Oh, well, great. I live in Utah. So (laughs) this is so stupid. So I moved out of Utah to Nevada and now I can get stuff delivered and shipped and and all the good things but yeah I was like I'm just ready to like not be in a in a town anymore oh yeah people are people are freaking out <laughs> it definitely feels more comfortable than less populated places are definitely so on this show I forgot where I was going with that whole train of thought I just like lost it um but on the Mommy Wines podcast, we have confessions. So I don't know if you remember filling out your booking form or if you've listened to any previous episodes, but did you prepare a confession? No, I said that you could surprise me with something if you wanted to give me something like a uh, something like a confession. I said something like, hey give me a topic of a confession on this being the basis. Cause I'm not a mom. So I feel like I couldn't really, I don't have a good confession. There, there are confessions. Let me, let me do some scrolling. Look at me. I'm like, there's the problem. Like I'm not a mom. So I didn't feel like, Oh, I could give her a good confession. Like on a normal mom one. No, I have no reasons for my being selfish. I'm just selfish. I feel like I had more confessions before I was a mom because that's when I had like a a more exciting life. (laughs) Oh, see, but then I never feel like you're not bad when you're not a mom yet. You're like, no, that's just me just being me. (laughs) (laughs) So I am scrolling through. It looks like you are, first of all, swinging a lot of wine around. Okay, you have a lot of very cute but also mixed in a lot of professional photos it looks like Mm -hmm. or you're just a genius with Lightroom um (laughs) I don't even know how to work Lightroom I there's my there's a confession right there I don't know how to use Lightroom or presets I've never worked it I don't know how to do it 
So don't use I, either. I am like the queen of Lightroom. I will help you set it up if you need help. <laughs> do you like that? I'm like, you're like, do you use a preset? I'm like, I don't even know. No. <laughs> but what about, do you have any confessions regarding all of your super fun wine photos? About my wine photos. Because they're you're sitting in wine, you're swinging wine around, and it's coming out of glasses. Uh, here, you're naked on a patio with, like, six inches of snow on it. <laughs> you're in the water. Are you polar jumping? Yes, I've definitely done a lot of those kinds of things. Okay, so there's a fun one. So a fun confession is people ask me all the time, like, who does a lot of my photos? Since they're not selfie photos. I do work with a lot of photographers. And then when I need a last minute photo, funny enough, my dad takes most of my photos. If I don't have oh, a photographer, which people are always like, wait, what? Like your photos like of me on the porch, right? In the snow. And yeah. I'm definitely, that's my parents' porch. And that is my dad who <laughs> took that photo. And oh he's so God. funny because all I get in these poses and he'll look at me like, so I'm just assuming you're wanting your boobs out, Hannah. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. And he's like, oh my God. I was like, wow, there we go. My dad has had a deal with me and my little diva self. I've taught them well though. My mom will look at my photos and be like, it's not clickbait enough, Hannah. Like it's, it's not, not sexy enough. So I've definitely <laughs> trained them as Instagram parents. That is the cutest thing. So it is really funny. And like, so when I do work with photographers, my mom's always like, send me all the photos. I have to go look through them all and decide which ones I like and which ones we think we're going to do. So they're definitely my managers of my social media. But that is a really funny thing because people always talk like, wait, your dad took the pictures of you in the Corvette or the muscle cars. I'm like, yep, me in the Daisy Duke shorts. My dad did all those photos while my mom's standing there watching. Oh my god. I'm like, it's the cutest thing ever. I'm like, they're just so supportive and I do feel really blessed that I'm such a brat to them. Cause so I'm like, I need a photo and we're doing this and we need to go immediately because I want this lighting. And we'll all get in the car. And my dad's like, So are we really doing this right now, Hannah? Like that's what you decided you're gonna wear. And I'm like, Yeah, I look good. Oh my god, I love it. So yeah, no, the one of me pretty much naked on their porch. Yeah, my parents' porch. My dad's took that photo. <laughs> <laughs> See, I back in the day, um, I tried having co-hosts for the show. Like, like legit, like these are the co like two hosts of the show, and then like there's guests. Um and one of my old co-hosts was, like, this teeny tiny beauty guru, like, had all of the things done. Like, the hair done every day, makeup on every day. Um, and she ran, like, a, perf- like, what, what was it? A permanent makeup salon. Like, she taught people how to do permanent makeup and then, like, tattooed their faces. We could not be more polar opposites of people. I am like, give me a Jeep and like a nice day by a lake and I am good to go. I'm happy. And her day would be like, I don't know, getting a massage and like her hair done. It was very funny. But she, I felt like I liked the the differences, especially when we had our episodes together, um, just because it gave listeners more of like a like I don't know there was more things to relate on and connect on um but she was like oh my god I have this friend who does all the photography for the salon we should have a mommy wines photo shoot oh fine and she's she's like model behavior definitely comfortable in front of a camera while I am like um what was that movie where they it was like a early 2000s movie and (laughs) I've made jokes about this before but it was where the girl like painted and she was kind of nerdy and Freddie Prince Jr. was in it and then they did like a makeover at the end where basically they just gave her a blowout of her hair and like took her glasses off and she like walks down the stairs and she's all made over and beautiful but like in the beginning she was wearing like overalls and glasses Uh uh-huh and 
And I am like, I am the girl from like the first half of that movie. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. I was so uncomfortable. The photographer's like, relax your face, relax your face. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. And she's like, I can tell you're, you're like not comfortable. Like you're tense in your face. And I'm like, okay. And I wish we were zooming right now. Cause I would show you and I would just be like slightly smiling, but still so uncomfortable. It, it was the worst. That I've so never funny. been good with photo shoots and I don't know. I envy people who are just like carefree and comfortable in front of a camera because even when I was younger, like 10 years ago, still traveling all around, you know, doing all of the things I did in my early life, I was never comfortable. I was always the one like behind the camera. Mm -hmm. And I've always been in front of the camera. And your dad. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, I've always been in front of the camera. I have like no shame, apparently. <laughs> well, it is definitely working for you. I know people always there. That was the funny thing is every time someone meets me, they're like, oh my gosh, you really are just like the person that you show off in the stories and in your feed. I'm like, what do you mean? Like you're outgoing, you're silly, you're just out there. And I'm like, yes, I am. I have never pretended to be something I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, yeah. So, what is coming up next for Hannah Decanted? I am really just focusing on my wine label. So, working on that and getting that all done. So, working on photography, not photographer, an artist on that. And then just expanding with the happy hours and working with different boutique wineries. So, which is awesome. I've got a couple meetings this week with some wineries, and I'm really excited to help them with their marketing strategies fun I saw a story that you did and you're like yes I work (laughs) I don't just take pictures for Instagram um so you work do you work with like winery social media and marketing yes like what is all of the behind the scenes stuff going on so that's the thing is it is funny my feed definitely makes it look like I just drink all the time which I do (laughs) it's part of the business I'm a professional alcoholic But I would say that like what my other part of my day consists of is I'm on the computer a lot. So I'm answering emails. I have phone conferences I have to go and attend or in person. So go to the winery, go over the brand management, decide where we're wanting to take the winery. What's their niche audience? What deals are we doing? We're coming up on Super Bowl, Valentine's Day. So we have all these big events and planning what are we going to launch for each of them to help bring more exposure. So that's kind of what I work on and then hiring photographers to show up and showcase them. Fun. So it is a lot of fun. So yeah, there's definitely stuff going on behind the scenes. Yes. I'm like, not just me swirling wine (laughs) in the snow. That's funny. But that does help, like, when different wineries do approach me for those kinds of photos. That's, that is also part of, like, my job is I will go and get those certain shots that they want because I am in a beautiful place and I'm not afraid to. So it works out as well. So that is work as well, (laughs) doing the photo shoots. Well, it sounds like a pretty good job. I do. I absolutely love it. It's been a ton of fun. And is something I never thought I would have had happened except COVID. So I guess one good thing out of a pandemic, career change. (laughs) I know. It's definitely a long way from being a hairstylist to now just living your dream wine life. Exactly, which I am so happy with. I'm like, here we go. Let's do this. Well, I am wishing you all the best and I am rooting from you for you over here Aww, and you. all your future endeavors. And I can't wait to try your Pinot Noir because like I said, that's like the one red I have. Some of the Pinot Noirs I've tried, I'm like, okay, no, passing on that. But a lot of them I've tried lately have been really good. So I love experimenting and I can't wait to try your wine. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. That's just awesome. Thanks so much for being my guest today. Of course. Thank Um, you. 
Yeah. Why don't you share with everybody uh, who's listening where they can find you online and follow you on social media? Um, so I am Hannah Reese and my Instagram handle is Hannah underscore decanted, like to decant a wine. So that is there. And on my Instagram, you can click on my webpage and you can start attending virtual happy hours if you want to have fun, drinking games included, and wine education. So that is how you would get a hold of me. Fun. I'm going to have to join in on those virtual happy hours because I need it to up my my wine game knowledge. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, you always have to have those fun wine facts. That's always me. A fun wine yeah. fact. People always look to me for information and I'm like, hey, I am a hobbyist drinker. I, I, I am not a educated professional. And the fact is, even the educated professionals always say they're always learning. So I'm like, apparently we all will never have enough knowledge is what I've decided at least. Well, I'm sure with all the modern techniques that people have been coming up with and the things that they're doing differently these days just like everything else i'm sure the wine industry is ever changing oh exactly for reals well thank you so much i'm so glad we were able to finally connect and yeah it was super fun having you on the show thank you i appreciate it it was a lot of fun are you a fan of the mommy wines podcast well of course you are or you wouldn't be hearing this right now one of the best ways to support the show you love besides obviously tuning in every Wine Wednesday for new episodes, is shopping the Mommy Wines merch store on teespring.com. This is where you'll find all of the Mommy Wines branded goodness, mugs to hold your coffee over cardio morning java, iPhone and Samsung cases, premium ultra soft hoodies perfect for upcoming cooler months, and of course flowy teas and tanks flattering on every mommy out there. Go shop the Mommy Wine storefront on teespring.com and make sure to use code WINEMOM for free shipping. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Wines podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review. To support the show you love, check out the exclusive branded merchandise on themommywines.com. For extra sassy, honest, and potentially controversial content, make sure to join me over on the Mommy Wines Patreon. Also, don't forget to check out the other shows on the MW Network. If you love scary stories and true crime, you'll love Tales After Dark. More shows are coming soon, so make sure to stay connected on social at Mommy Wines Podcast. And until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly. <laughs>